We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth, the big truths of small business. Yeah, we got the truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths. We got the big truths of small business. Listen, welcome to the Big Truths of Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Watkins, here with co-host Travis Castle. And we are the show dedicated to the small business entrepreneurs out there. And we interview, discover, learn, dissect, engage, reveal how small business works on our show. We're going to bring you the nuggets, guys. We're here to inform and we're here to entertain and here's Travis to tell you about this show. Oh, Joe, we have been torn today with the actual headline, the actual name of the show. So I'm going to give the name. The name is The Art of Influence and Persuasion. Mm, okay. I like the, it. At the end of the day, if you have put a uh, your name out on a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business owner, you have to influence and persuade somebody at some point to take money out of their wallet and put it in yours. And so that's what we're discussing today. And, uh, you know, look, Joe, at, at the end of the day, the truth is about all of us. I think we all can agree on some, some level. We want what we ain't got. We do. When I look at my neighbor's yard, it's just nicer than mine. There's a, a song that a, that a guy wrote about that. Is it there, wasn't me. Is there possibly a song out there that relates to this stuff? Yeah. It's, uh, this was written by a guy named Travis, wasn't it? Travis Travis Meadows. and Jake Owen. Jake Owen sings Travis Meadows. I think Jake wrote it with him. We're just going to sing a little. My little, new favorite song. Just to get you in the mood of, of, of where we're coming from. We all want what we ain't got Our favorite door is always locked On a higher hill and a taller top Yeah, we all want what we ain't got All I want is what I have I trade it all just to get her back She's moving on, but I guess I'm not Yeah, we all want what we ain't got Well, listen, we're going to teach you how to get it We all want what we ain't got The question is, how do we get what we want? And today... We're going to go deep on this topic, and I don't think that we need to be ashamed of it. I think we need to just just pull it out and and take a look and uh, and go deep on this topic. And on the line right now with us, Joe, is a good friend of mine. Uh, this is a guy that came, I'm not sure what episode it is. Do you remember the the name of the episode? Um, we had one called Unselling with Mr. Clay Cuts. That's right. Clay was on Unselling. Clay, we had another one. Do you remember the, the name of the other one? We did, we did two that day. I don't remember the other name. Is Clay with us? Clay, are you with us? 
Yeah, I'm here. I don't, I don't remember the name <laughs> right, of the other. All right. So, so w- w- without, without further ado, now now that he's out of the closet. So, so this is Clay Cuts. Clay is the owner uh, of Square Peg Counseling. You can find him at squarepegcounseling.com. Clay has the, the reason Clay's on the line today. Not only is he a good friend, but he has pointed his business specifically at helping uh, business owners, entrepreneurs reach their goals. And, and what's interesting mm-hmm. about clay is, you know, at the end of the day, all of this is frankly between our ears. It's how we think about ourselves, our business and our goals. So clay's made a career out of uh, coaching and out of counseling, uh, for mm-hmm. that. So squarepegcounseling.com. So clay is a licensed psychotherapist. Clay, welcome to the show again. Hey, great. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got the shows. If you want to listen to the previous shows with Clay, episode 18, mindset, how it plays a role in mm-hmm. business, and then episode 21, unselling, which is, you know, maybe a little different about how you sell people than you might think. That's what those two episodes are, and we love those episodes. We're bringing them back to talk a, a little bit more deeply here about what. Travis wanted to call the art of dark manipulation, <laughs> but what did you end up naming the show? Well, we're, we're, we're going to, but since, since, since Clay is associated with the show, we feel like Clay is a fine, upstanding member of the community. Unlike us, we're going to go with the, uh, the art of the art of influence and persuasion. Look at, at the end of the day, no matter what you're selling or what you're doing, if you're in business, you're selling. So if you're not a yeah. sales guy, I'm sorry. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to influence and persuade somebody to depart with money. Yeah, spoken from a true salesperson. Let, let me let me frame this a little oh bit for goodness. the audience. Oh, you're kidding me. Listen, I appreciate that salespeople think it's all about them. It is all but about But let me frame this to say this, <laughs> that what we're speaking of is not to the salespeople out there in the world, guys. We are speaking from a, a perspective that that these tactics and the things we're going to explore – really work in any relationship, Travis. It's not about, you know, being the sleazy sales guy that you've been all your life, okay? I get it. It's it's really exposing the things that maybe some salespeople do naturally that are actually real tactics that can work in any relationship, and that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe, that all sounds good, but I got to pay the rent this month, and so I need the customer to depart with money. Now, look, I also would, as a side note... It'd be great if the relationship with my wife kind of improved and my kids. Well, that's and what we're working on with you I, today. I, I, <laughs> Patty, we're working for you today. Well, look, look, sweetheart, <laughs> I love you, and you are the reason for my success. But without further ado, let's get let's get Clay involved here because Clay cuts through yeah. all of what Joe thinks and what I think, and he kind of gets to the research and what actually matters. So so Clay, appreciate you being a part of it. Let's, let's uh Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's jump in, man. And by the way, like we said, yeah. uh, if you got anything that's off uh, of what we're discussing here, just we're trying to get at the end of the day a real uh, you know net for our listeners. But the first topic that I want to bring about, and the reason I want to bring it about, and again, Joe calls me a sales guy, and he's making motions right now with his hand that's inappropriate uh, in the studio. But what I want to get to is when I meet somebody. Right when it would a cut when I have an opportunity now again we're skipping a bunch of the parts of the process to get down to where somebody actually raises their hand and they say mm-hmm. hey I, I have a need and perhaps 
I, you know, I'm, I, you could solve that need, and then, then we respond to it. When, I, when we respond to this, okay, influence and persuasion, one of the first things I feel like we need to establish is similarity, meaning we can, okay. ag- we can agree on, hey, look, the sky is blue, um, today is Tuesday, and we, you know, we can begin to agree on things in order to move the conversation forward to agreeing on perhaps you need to pay me to provide a product or service for you. So with the category here, maybe you got another name for it, but I've, I've noted that this is similarity. So in, in trying to okay. influence someone, we need to, uh, in another word, perhaps is common ground. We need to establish that, mm-hmm. hey, here's, here's something we actually, ag- we may agree, disagree on many things. Here's something we agree on. So talk to us a okay. little bit on whether or not you agree with that, whether or not you think that's a part of the process and where that falls in the process of persuading someone to do business with us. Okay. Yeah. Great question. So, so yeah, I think that, um, first of all, I don't think the influence is a, is a bad word, right? We, you know, we influence our, influence our prospects. We influence our market. We influence our niche. We influence the people around us. We influence our teams, right? And, and when, when we can sort of be in, in, in the, in the right place in terms of our, like our agendas and, and our, our motivations, like that influence is actually a good thing. Like if I'm in the right place and I'm influencing you to, to come over to my way of thinking, I'm, I'm, the way I think about it is I'm actually, I'm actually serving you. Right. So that I want to say that to be, to, to begin with. And, um, so in, in terms of finding common ground, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely part of the process. And so the, the way I think about it is this, that I, I read this a long time ago. It's sort of one of the, the truths about selling that, that I've always sort of um, followed and it's that people, ultimately people buy from those that they, they, they know, like, and trust, right? And so I think that part of this, like finding that common ground is to be able to, to, to quickly, quickly, put the prospect in, in a position where they know, like, and trust me, even if they haven't had a lot of time, a lot of time to do that. And so um, here's the key though, that has to come from a place of authenticity because people will smell a BS salesman a mile away. Right. Right. And so I think that, I think that really, Again, I, you know, I always think about this as like what's going on in my head at the time that I'm interacting with that person. And if I if I'm thinking I need to sell this person, I need to close this. I'm that's a sign that I'm on slippery ground, right. and I'm in this for what serves me and not for what serves them. And so that puts me in a place where if I'm in that headspace, it's going to be hard for me to find to find common ground because I'm going to put the put the prospect in a place of in a defensive place. Yeah, Does that make sense. Ab- absolutely, Clay. I agree with that. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to back up a little bit, and I kind of want to give a little sure. bit of. Uh, let's say, let's give a little bit of a philosophical conversation with our audience around the fact that there are techniques that are taking place for the benefit of relationship building that are not necessarily known to many mm-hmm. people. I think that, that when we talk about, because this is not a show about selling, this is really a show about the right. psychology 
of how you use really psychological, philosophical type 101 um, techniques in your relationships in business. So it's not just about selling. It's about your employees. It's about your vendors. It's about anybody you're doing business with. And I don't think that that everyone really understands or, 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 or has has pointed out bullet point by bullet point the things that are going on. I do think that salespeople a lot of times have been trained or have even naturally have the gifts of some of these things we're going to discuss. But I want to back up by saying that the benefit here is that if, if we are trying to to garner results inside of, of different areas. And that may be the area of employees that work with us. It may be that we have select customers. We're, we're trying to gar- garner certain results. It may be our children, our spouse, our business partner. Um, it may be that I'm sitting in about to purchase something from somebody as a customer and I want to get them mm-hmm. to, I want to get them to move to my result that the techniques that we're discussing are, are, are valuable and applicable on all those fronts. Yeah, absolutely. And, and by, by high, so I want to be, I want to, I want to make sure that the audience knows that we're going to, we're going to tie these, these types of techniques back in a way that they, that they will work for all these places. And so when you think about entering in a relationship with someone that either has influence on you, or you have influence on them. It's what any relationship is. Um, what what needs to be, in your estimation, the sort of quick call? It, I'm gonna call it the quick math. I'm a mathematician in my head, at least. I, so I so I self proclaim. I'm sorry. Can we pause the show and play the <laughs> play the laughing track? There's a button over there where, with some laughter. Can we play that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I am a self-proclaimed okay, mathematician. So when I think about sort of mapping out what we're talking about, I need to see it on a spreadsheet, you know, in, okay. in, my, in my head. Okay. And so if, if, I'm, if I'm entering in a relationship where I'm trying to manifest a manipulation a dark manipulation as Travis was trying to, to pull into the show. I'm the just, dark art of manipulation is my preferred. And, and, and I want to say that the dark art of manipulation, I will, will pull it back and say that that, that is, is, is in the end to, to create a good, a positive for both parties. It's just, you're using, he calls it the dark art and some others do too, because the person you may be talking to may not realize what's actually going on. So, so in, in the context of that, I'm starting a new relationship in your estimation and your, in your evaluation, what would be the, the, the three or four things that you would suggest or advise people to, to reconcile, to think about when they're about to enter in, enter into a, a new relationship, a new negotiation, a new partnership, a new where there's a result they're trying to get out of it. What what, what are some what are, what are some techniques and advices you would give? Okay, so um, the the first thing I want to say is to to wait to your 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 caveat there. I think it's really important that I, I definitely believe in in win 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 
like, so, like if we do a deal, it's got to be a win for you. It's got to be a win for me. It's got to be a win for the, like the bigger world or something like that. Like if, if it doesn't have three wins in it to me, it's not, it's not a win at all. So definitely I, I, I want to be clear that I'm not about sort of manipulating and getting people to do things that are bad for them or bad for me. Um, I'm a big believer in saying no to, no to clients that won't be a good fit for me. Right. So uh, I, I definitely believe that. But to answer your answer your bigger question, um, I think that I think that where I'm trying to get with somebody, whether it's with my wife or with my business partner or with my with a prospect or with an existing client or, or whoever it's with, what I really want to create is a sense of sense of safety for both of us, right? And one of the things that that I believe in, and you guys, this may be a little bit counter to how you guys think about it. But I'm always willing to sacrifice the relationship for truth, right? One of the things that I think about in my business as a coach, as a life coach, is, is it's my responsibility to tell my clients the truth that their family and the people that love them don't want to say to them, right? And so that's, that's sort of an example of being, being – and I'm not talking about being, being cruel. I'm not talking about intentionally being blunt. I'm not talking about intentional like being like – you know, brutally honest. I'm just talking about being committed to truth as I see it. Uh, Clay, 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 hit hit, hit the pause button. Okay. So you, you just, you just nailed something to me that is super interesting. Family, friends, customers, they don't want to save you. Yeah. D- dig into that a little bit. What 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 is what what does that mean? I mean that 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 sounds kind of that sounds kind of uh, cold to, to, a little to, bit. To say to say to you, I'm sorry. Say to you, okay. Say to you, right? And so, and so like telling somebody that 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 the the deal that they entered into or the thing that they did, somebody that I love, it, it's uncomfortable to say, you know what, that was your fault. And so, so the people the people around my client or my friend or whoever, they may want to tell them less than the truth so that, so that they don't have to feel uncomfortable. Right. So if I, if if I'm, if I'm starting the next, if I'm going to go into the pizza delivery business and I have you over to my house and I, I give you a slice of pizza, you're saying there's kind of a bias towards telling me that, man, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm not really getting the truth from some people that would typically tell me the truth. Right. And, and I think that's a big part of what, if, if you can be the person that shows up in, that, in, 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 in people's lives that always tells the truth, I think that's how you establish a connection that's, that's much more authentic. Now, be clear, I'm not talking about intentionally hurting somebody's feelings, and I'm not saying you can't find a way, like a gentle way to, to, to say it. What but being the person that's with, go ahead. Clay. So what if the truth freaking hurts? Like what you're about to discuss is you stink. Take a shower before you come to the next meeting. <laughs> the words you chose in that meeting effed up the entire meeting. Why don't you read a book? Yeah. That may be the truth, Clay. <laughs> by, by, by the way, the person that is is saying this to you, Clay, is that person. 
that brings the so you 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 said earlier you hold truth up in a relationship kind of before anything else is, is that and that's how, that's will, me too willing, yeah. not sure it's willing right. to sacrifice truth willing to sacrifice truth willing to sacrifice the relationship for truth so you you want me to give you an example yeah sure I had this conversation today with a client. Okay. So this is a client who's a very successful business person. Um, you know, $20 million business, something like that, which I think is like great for a, like a, for a local small business guy. Sure. He's killing it, but he's drinking himself to death and he needs to do something about it or he's not going to live, you know, to the summer. He's going to die. And, and so he needs to go to treatment for two or three months. And his, his, what he said to me was, well, I've got this business, blah, 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 blah. And my truth to him was, that's great. You get to choose the business or you get to choose to live. Because the truth is, the business is already gone. If you don't make big, immediate changes right now, it's gone already. It just hasn't happened yet. Okay. So, so is in your mind, is there an association with what's happening with him and his business? I mean, how, how, how are those things correlated with, with what's going on with him? Um, so he, well, I mean, the, the business owner that shows up for, you know, at the, at the meeting of vendors drunk, like how many, how much more business is he going to get? Maybe, but, but is that driven by the business itself or is that something outside of the business? Is what driven by the business itself? I mean, is the reason he's showing up drunk is because of the no, business? No, no. Okay. It's not, no, part, no, it's no, not, no, it's not, not part, it's not part of the cell. No. Okay. Okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, go ahead. Well, so, I, so, I think I, I, I get where you're coming from that. And I think that, I mean, it, 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 we need to understand here that, that clay is, is, he's a counselor. He's a, he's a business coach. Right. And that, right. That, that, that part of his job is to, to, is to expose the things that people are not willing to, to see themselves or be exposed by maybe somebody close to them. And that's a huge value that you bring to them is you're exposing things that nobody yeah. else is willing to expose to them. And I, right. I, and I think it's, because, I, I think it's a, go ahead, go ahead. Because, because me, the rest of the story is meanwhile, his wife is texting me oh, saying, no. well, you, you've got to understand that this and that and the other, and like telling me some stories. I don't even remember what it was. Cause it's like, I processed like, well, that's like, that's the stuff you're telling him. So that both of you get to feel better. My job is to tell everybody the truth. Right. Like people are going to die here and the business doesn't even matter if he dies because it's going to go away if he dies. Right? right. And so everybody's mad at me. Everybody's hanging up on me, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> a couple hours later. Right. I'm fine with that. A couple hours later, I get a call back. You're right. Where should I go? What should I do? Fine. I was in, in like in my truth and authenticity, which, which put me in a place. Uh, and I'm not, and by the way, I'm not telling him anything right now. He's a, like a former client and, He's paid me all the money he's going to pay me. This is still being in truth in relationship with another human that I care about on a human level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that 
that uh, that as a friend and as a, a a counselor, as a coach, I think let's underscore what you're saying here is that mm-hmm. that the truth has to be revealed. If you're a guy yeah. who's having some struggles and you don't know why. You need to you need to be around somebody who can reveal the truth. Well, I mean, I think that's yeah. why Clay, frankly, is in business. Is well, what Clay is saying here, and look, correct me. And we are the big truth. Th- this is the Travis version, but that's the reason we do this podcast. Is we believe there's a disconnect from the truth, and and mm-hmm. that that disconnect is why people go way into left field with various decisions that they make, um, and. And frankly, at the end of the day, money that they spend. Um, Joe, do you have something to say? <laughs> Joe, Joe is waving his hand we're, at me right we're, now. We're in the podcast machine. I'm waving my hand like I'm a kid. Go ahead, Joe. Well, it just, it just got me excited because I think this is I think this is where we need to land. So he, here's where I think the difficulty is, Clay Travis. I'm the, I am the guy clay if you want if you've ever met anybody who's willing to discuss and give the truth it's me I, but I'm not a counselor right I'm a guy in a business yep. I'm, I'm, I'm in a real scenario where I'm trying to to make things work make things happen navigate balance all the all the relationships that are there but in me is this uncanny ability despite the consequences to give the the, the the truth as I see it now I don't necessarily always sure. have, have the truth but it's the truth as I see it is given that's right is given in in, 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 in in ultra clarity and and I'll tell you without any sales pitch behind it it, it is sort of here it is unfiltered. And so, but, 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 but in all honesty, because I know and love Joe, that truth is given often when you are when you have nothing to gain. What 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 we want to get to here is I want to get to the truth, Clay. But I I also want to gain, and yeah, th- th- so, this is the struggle of what. we're So this is what about. I was going to bring up yeah. is is that. What I have diagnosed, and I'm not sure I knew this. Knew this. I think Travis has helped me with this, and I think this this podcast has helped me with this. Is that that oftentimes I've given what I believe to be the gospel, believing that that technique would garner a future result that I'm looking for now. I do believe that people ultimately need to know what I believe and where they stand and, and what, you know, we need to be authentic. But there, when it comes to, to things that you say or do that cannot be taken back, and again, remove yourself as a counselor, but move, put yourself in a context yeah. of a business. When you yeah. say or do things that you cannot take back, they, they can have lasting effect. And, and and when you say those things, they need they need you need to be careful that the result you're trying to, to, to garner here is actually being accomplished. And I think that the show here is to determine and to 
to to discuss and to pontificate on what are those times that you that you you dig hard and dig deep and and, and maybe throw the spear that's hard to throw and what are those times when it makes sense to to pull it back because but because that's what works in that instance and and Travis I think sure. sales great salespeople are a great representation of they know their goal they know the end goal they're trying to reach and so if I'm working with an employee of mine that I I want to make sure that they that there are some loyalty hooks put into her to that employee. Ooh, I like that. Okay, some loyalty hooks. Loyalty. Hooks. Because look, we invest in our employees, and and we can't. It, it doesn't work to have uh, you know turnover, you know constantly. It, turnover is a yeah. killer in small business, and so yeah. in the in the art of loyalty hooks, that's probably a podcast, by the way. In the art of loyalty hooks, um, I need to figure out how to navigate a an understanding of my communication with each individual as they are to understand what they need to to be a part of and what's important to them in the context of working in this business. And and I think what we do as Small business people, as just regular communicators day to day, is we shoot from where we stand, and we don't shoot from where they stand. Right. And I think that's what salespeople either are trained or naturally do well. Travis, you holding your hand up over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, Clay, walk us through. Travis uh, Castle, I call you I mean, in like the class. At, at the end of the day, I made a living doing this <laughs> stuff. I'm pretty much an expert. I think I'm somewhere around a billion dollars <laughs> in service industry services sold. Uh, for the places that I've worked, but Clay, zero. What, what what I want to hear from you or is two. help me again. I want to talk today. I want to be really specific. I'm talking to the guy trying to pay the bills, right? I yeah. mean, the, the the guy that's made a million bucks and is you know living on the yacht. He's figured all this out. He don't need to listen to this. I'm talking yeah. to the guy trying to pay the light bill. So ha- help me understand. How do I connect with my customer? What's the most effective technique? And how do I bring them through the funnel to get them to the point where they pull the wallet out and they pay me for yeah. doing what I am an expert at doing? Help me out here. Okay. All right. So let me see if I can get this in some sort of order that makes sense. Um, the, the first thing I want to say is that, like, the, the old, like, who you know, what you know is important. The quality, the quality of your network is directly proportional to your network, they say. I found that to be true. Building relationships, like high, not just like knowing lots of people, but high, having high quality relationships. And the way that happens is approaching relationships from a service perspective all the time. And I would, I would say that like the whole, like what I want to get out of this, I think the, the, my experience, the way to get what you want out of, you know, a situation is to let go of what you want out of the situation, right? If I approach a situation from the perspective of how can I, how can I best serve this person? And then really, this is, and this, you asked what the skills were. This is one of the skills to really practice being a good listener. I tell you, if you could become a good listener, you were in the like 5%, like the 95th percentile, like the top 5% of people out there. Because most people just run their mouth, especially salespeople, mm. and talk, 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 talk. They don't really hear 
what the person in front of them is trying to say. People will tell you what they need. They will tell you what they what they need if you listen and come at it from a place of how can I serve this person. And also, here's a, here's another part of the truth piece: be willing to tell them, be willing to if what if you can't solve their problem, be willing to tell them that you can't solve their problem and move and move on. Yeah, no, that's 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 huge. That's huge. So the. Travis, you, you you interrupted me when I was about to, to, to I was about to comment on, on one of the things he just said. Joe, I'm sorry. It's powerful. So so go so so being being willing to to say that say, say the, the the last thing you just said, Clay. Yeah. Do you want to be in the truth of if, if I'm a good listener and I'm hearing what the client is or the prospect or the person or, or even like yeah. even if it's on the like a sales prospect that like the, the person in front of me is saying, I need this and this is the problem I have. And here's where I'm starting. And here's where I want to get to. That's right. If in my mind, I'm realizing I can't get them there. Like legitimately, like there's other people like, like my wife says, Hey, I want to go on a 30 day trip to, to Rome this summer. My thinking is, Hmm, I can't make that happen for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, mean, I, I want to highlight, it, I want to highlight this as a, as a nugget here on the show is a good listener that, that so often we enter into a conversation with our own, you know, agenda, our own biases, uh, our own emotion, our own intentions. And that so challenges our ability to listen to our audience and I, you know, I think I think this is a huge nugget here. I think that 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 what I need to work on, what I need to what I need to 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 emphasize is when I walk into a conversation, if I can practice being a great listener first and communicator second, I might be more effective. Okay, so let me yeah. let me jump in. Okay, so the older we get. A byproduct of being older and being in the industry you're in is you, you know, more you've set through more of these conversations. So often I'm talking to somebody clay in their thirties or in their twenties, and I'm trying to relate to them. And again, I, and, and frankly, I have to relate to them. It's not an option. I mean, I've I've got to take what I know to be true and what they're telling me, and I've got to marry the two of those. Or, you know, there's no there's no transaction here, right? So right. I I want to throw some things at you, some techniques okay. again, and I, I don't shy away from the idea that these are techniques. These are there. There's nothing wrong. Again, I don't want anybody to buy anything from me that they shouldn't buy. But at the, at the same time, I don't want to lose a prospect that perhaps I have invested hundreds of dollars into getting on the phone with to a competitor who is not going to serve them in the same capacity that I'm going to serve them. So this is a high stakes conversation. So let's, let's get into some of the, uh, psychological things that happen in any of these conversations. So I, I try to create that common ground. You and I have agreed that the idea that common ground needs to be created is a good thing sure um in terms of hey look again you know let's agree upon x 
depending on what we're talking about, that that prospect agrees to that. There's a few. I'm going to throw these things at you, and I'm going to throw four or five. Let's just pick you. You you dial into the one that you feel like is perhaps the most effective in this conversation. Because again, I want business owners listening to this to understand that at the end of the day, if money does not exchange hands, and and I'm not a proponent yeah. of this happening in a in in a way that is, um you know, not agreeable or not right. But at the end of the day, look, money has to exchange hands. So, um, reciprocity, you know, we go, um, let's talk a little bit about how that works in terms of, I'm going to give you something before you give me anything. Why is that? And and this is a very effective thing in terms of the world of business. I'm going to I'm going to give you some free stuff and you're going to get to sense some value and then you're going to maybe move to the next step in my funnel here. So talk a little bit about mm-hmm. reciprocity for me. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's great. So, so fundamentally, anybody who ever buys anything is trying to solve a problem, right? Like at the end of the day, the people that buy from from me don't necessarily care like where I went to school or like what like those well, in my world they do a little bit but for for the most part like those sorts of things don't matter what people want to know is how can you like can you help me can you solve my problem the best way to prove that you can help somebody is by actually helping them <laughs> on the front end right and it's 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 a what I found to be very very true is. If I can demonstrate my ability to help you on the front end, like do what, whatever, just a conversation, like by giving freely of my, my time, I can, I can give away the, the whole the whole show because I don't have time to. But if I can do that, that's a great way to convince somebody, oh, wow, this guy can really, if this is the free stuff he's willing to do for me, what might he be willing to do? Mm. Like how much value might I get out at, on the other side of a, you know, of a, of a, transac- of a cash transaction? So that's how I think about reciprocity. Absolutely. Reciprocity could be, um, look, when when I give you something, you want to give me something in return. I mean, it's the old, again, I hate to devalue it to a trick, but you know, the car, it's not a trick. It's it's not a trick, but, but the car salesman offers you a free Coca-Cola. If you'll fill out that credit application for him. I mean, this is a, this is a well-known, the, the, the principle of reciprocity is a well-known thing. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's move in and discuss another potential technique that we use. Okay. Let's use, uh, let's talk about and discuss the technique, especially in today's terms of, we'll call it social proof. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and what we're going to say to that is that you utilize your ability to associate yourself with certain individuals of trust and then transfer that trust onto yourself and you potentially do that through social media so so you you're well, in a like you're in a like-minded say say you're in a like-minded Facebook group. So there's mm-hmm. already a a sense of trust inside the group because you all think similarly about something. And then because of that, okay. 
you you transfer that trust by by introducing a product or service to that group. Uh, you have any comments on that? Uh, yeah, a lot of comments, a lot of thoughts on that. I I don't do that at all. Like I don't I don't do any. I don't go after clients at, at all. I, I I put value out in the world and they come to me. So I, I'm not sure. I, I guess social proof is is a, is a thing. And I think really social. I think the the best way to create social proof is to do great work for people. And then ask them to introduce you or introduce you to who they know. Uh, you know, I, I think that, so, so for example, like how I got on your guys' radar, you, got, you remember that, Travis? Absolutely. Yeah. Travis saw something I posted on, on Facebook, a video or something I made and texted me. And of course we knew, we knew each other from before. Right. So he texted me and said, Hey, that was pretty cool. You want to come on our podcast? Yep. I said, absolutely. Maybe I can ask some value. Well, look, and, right. and, and let, let's pause there for one second, because look, you're, look, you're an old man like me, Clay. Let, let's just be honest. <laughs> none, none, none of us, none of us love turning the camera on and posting our thoughts to the world. That, this is not how we grew up. This is not, this is the, <laughs> no. we're, we're, we're generationally different, but as a discipline, yeah. absolutely, man, you know, get, get, get the message out there. Come on. Well, 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 you can. The way I'll describe the social proof, and, and big business does this. We're, we're in the big truths of small business, but big business does this a lot. When I go pay Tom Brady to talk about my deodorant product, mm-hmm. I'm using his audience to bring trust to my product. Right. And... You know, it's, it, it, it's a tactic that's been used, you know, for, for, for generations. I wonder how small business, can they, can they utilize that? Can they associate themselves with, with other known brands, known personalities, known trusted individuals, and create business out of that? You know, that's, I think it's, I think it's what has been going on in our you know, social media generation, um, mm-hmm. how valid yeah. it is, 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 is in terms of, in terms of reality is, you know, something we have to evaluate over time, but, but it's certainly a tactic that, that people use. Well, let's ask, let's ask it in terms yeah. of this, Joe and, and Clay, let's think about it in terms of this. Why is it that we can associate our brand with a trusted brand and people and that trust is transferred to us? What, what, what's happening in our, the mind of the consumer there? What, what's going on with that? So uh, again, it comes, it comes back to everything we do, we being human creatures, like every action we take is designed to help us feel some way or to move away from some way we don't want to feel like everything is about feeling some way. And so even like you know, the example I give people is like, you want your kids to behave so you can feel some way, for example, right? You want everything is about changing the way and, and managing the way we feel because we're, we're, we're just emotional creatures at heart. So when the way in that, in that context, what social proof does is give somebody something to latch onto, to tell themselves a story that it's not crazy 
for me to go follow this guy or maybe buy from this person because I have some, you know, some evidence. I'm not sure I'm explaining that very well, but does that well, make no, sense? I think you know, I think you you were going down the road pretty well and and, and and that what that means is if if I already have intrinsic trust in Apple, the brand Apple, and Apple produces a a a, a social media post or an online or a, a commercial or anything that says that you should investigate this product as it relates to, to how it can, can improve your life. And I already have a severe trust in Apple. I'm certainly yeah. going to open my eyes up to what they've revered to me as a, as a, as a product that they through associated trust have introduced to me. Right. So I think there's power. Because you want to, yeah, because you want to feel not like a sucker because you want to feel wise because you want to feel educated because you want to feel whatever well we well, may it may be because I, I i want to experience the same excellence i've already experienced with their brand well i i think we all want to look this is the reason well i'm glad i got a platform to finally say this that this is the reason why i am a dallas cowboy fan and I don't care. And, and you know what? All you, by the way, Joe just rolled his eyes. He's holding his hand. He's doing everything that the naysayer does right now. The Dallas Cowboys are the winningest franchise in the history of professional sports for a reason, Joe. There's a reason why I want to identify. There's a reason why I grew up in the land of the Atlanta Falcons. And I am actually a Dallas Cowboy. And you've never won, wore one Dallas Cowboy short hat, shoe. I've got a, I've got a lace. I've got nothing a on this podcast. <laughs> well, let me so you are a dismal. Let me just tell you fan. Let me just tell you something. I, I am a fan. I want to be a winner. If you want to be a winner, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. So those things go together. I think this is what we're discussing. Uh, let's move on. Clay, let's just decide first off that the, the Dallas Cowboys are the official um, uh, team, NFL team of the show. I think we decided that. I appreciate that. Final topic. This is called the verbatim effect. And this is perhaps one of the first things any of us learned if we've if we've studied the idea of marketing or, or marketing slash psychology, which is People are only capable, and I'm curious as to why this is, but people are only capable of remembering a very few things in terms of any category. You know, I mean, if I want a cheeseburger, I'm thinking of McDonald's or what, whatever, you know, the differentiating yeah. factor. So when people remember things, and this is important for business people that we're talking to, I mean, why do people do business with us? They think of us in a category. They think of clay cuts in terms of X. And so what is this, the verbatim effect? We remember a few concepts about anything. So how, how does this work? Yeah. Why, 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 why does this work? So there, there's actually a lot of psychology to this for sure. I remember reading about this as an undergraduate. This, is, this, has been, this research has been around for a long time because uh, I went to college like 100 years ago. But the, there's, there's a, a, a recency effect. Uh, there's, there's a concept called a recency effect, which is related to this, but, but really the number shows like seven, seven plus or minus two is the, that's the number of objects a typical person can hold in their mind. 
right? And so seven, it's seven, eight, or nine typically. And the way you, the way you measure that is you give some, somebody a list list of items, and they'll remember, you know, seven plus or minus two pretty consistently over a large num- number of people. So what happens with us, like I'm, I'm sort of extrapolating a little bit, is that we as people, knowing that we have limited capacity for, for, for remembering, we, we chunk things in the categories for efficiency's sake. And so the other part of that, too, is the, the recency effect. And so people also will remember, they will tend to remember the first thing and the last thing in a sequence, right? So this is why, for example, if, if, you're, if you're writing copy for, a, for anything, really, or for a website, for a web page or for a sales copy or something like that, a lot of a lot of short paragraphs, so that you create a lot of firsts and a lot of lasts, right? So Absolutely. that people have more, right? And so people, for, for whatever reason, some whatever mechanism that I don't necessarily understand, maybe we don't understand it as a, as a science, but but people tend to remember the first thing and the last thing and lose the things in the middle. And so, as as, a, as you're, if you're trying to to influence somebody, creating a situation where you're creating the, the firsts are important in what you're faking and the last are important, meaning you want them to be memorable, you know, create your presentation or the way that you, you talk to somebody with that in mind. Mm, I like that a lot. So, so understand that the prospect is going to be attentive or going to be focused on the opening of your presentation. And then they're going to be, there's, there's going to be a drop off at some point. And again, depending on yeah. how long this goes on, this is different effects, but then the close becomes super important. So, so the beginning and the close to any of the, the conversations here are super important based on very the, important. The effect. Yes, exactly. Really cool, man. So in, in, in terms of building trust and developing, um, again, the dark, art joe of manipulating <laughs> people to do exactly what i want so i can conquer the world is there anything you would add to this conversation that we haven't discussed that again i mean you know look you you me joe we're you know hopefully we're good guys who are trying to lead people towards a good result we don't really yeah. want anybody to part with their money unless they're getting more value frankly than what they're spending is there yeah. any suggestions you have here that would help us move the, these folks along to uh, to that end? Yeah, I would just I would just say to understand that what a person says to you isn't necessarily the quote truth. Uh, again, again, we people will will do what they need to do to feel how they want to feel. So, for instance, in, in a selling situation, you're, you're, you're talking to the prospect, and they say, how much is it? And you say, it's this much money. And they go, ooh, I can't afford that. Like, uh-huh. that's not true. Right. That's n- never, ever, ever true. They would not be on the call with you if they legitimately couldn't afford that. They can borrow money. They can use a credit card. They can sell some stuff. They can afford it. What they're saying is making a decision feels too uncomfortable so I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge by saying something else. I can't afford it. Let me think about it. Let me talk to my wife. You know, let me get back to you. And so, a really one of the techniques that I use all the time is helping people see. First of all, like yes and no. Like either one of those answers is totally fine with me in a selling situation. 
The answer is yes, it's yes, it's no, it's no. It doesn't mean anything about me. If it's no, fine, move on to the next one. But if it's gonna be if it's gonna be no, I want it to be no for the right reason. And helping helping a client a prospect understand that what you're really saying is something and help, helping them figure out what that is. Is that is it is it you're saying that you really don't trust me? Is it you're saying you really don't trust yourself? Is it is it saying that you really don't think this is gonna work, but you're too polite to say it? Mm. And helping the, pro- the prospect under understand that, and so that goes into into personal relationships and personal communication very very much. One of the things that I work with couples on a lot is money and how we communicate with our spouse about money. And I know everybody out there who's been, ever been in any relationship has had a fight with somebody about money, guaranteed, right? And so here here's the thing: money is very very personal. This is a great example. Money is very very personal and very very emotional. And so when when a wife says to a husband something like, we need to have, I think we need to have more money in our savings account, and he gets pissed, what's probably happened is that what he's heard is not, we need more money in our savings account. What he's heard is, I'm not a very good, I'm not a very good provider, mm. right? And so what people say and what people hear is not always what's going on inside them. Mm. Boy, that, 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 is, uh, that is some real truth there. I, uh, I I can't tell you how many times that we have uh, got to, and frankly, what you're discussing now is kind of the end of the conversation, right? So the end of the conversation ends up somewhere along the lines of, are you ready to do business? Are you ready to yeah. fill the form out on my website? You know, what, what is the yeah. actual that we're, we're at the, we're at the end of the funnel with what you're discussing. What do you think, Joe? What do I think? What do you think? I think that the the moral of the story is this. That you can't always diagnose what's going on because especially in a in a in a in a conversation where there's two very sophisticated call them let's call them negotiators or communicators or under understanding what's going on these 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 communicators are both using a little bit of code mm, that's true now the code is not always super intentional sometimes it's it's baked in into the style but my advice is is that to be careful to to take what you hear what you see what you smell what you 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 listen to and 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 internalize that as the gospel truth because the reality is that what's been communicated may have been communicated in a way such as to produce a result. And so what I've tried to do here in the last you know year is be careful to have a quick reaction to anything that's said because it 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 may come from a place that I can't quite nailed down. And so my, my response, my reaction to that may be completely off base. So, so start with the premise that what I heard may not be what was delivered. Okay. But also, also say in reverse, what you deliver may not be what was heard. And, and so if we can, if we can go into, into relationships 
with a little bit of grace and dignity, understanding that we both are trying to achieve an end result here, but we both may be completely off base and not even and not even be connected that that gives that gives some space for you if you're if you're the one trying to 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 achieve the result it gives you some space to go wait a minute let me let me not react to that let let me let me understand what's really going on here and some of what what might be going on is that i was ineffective that i was ineffective Mm -hmm. i didn't perceive my audience I didn't reciprocate a trust. I didn't do maybe some basic psychology 101, sales 101, to create a, an environment that influences people in, in, in relationships. Are you ready for or it? Or didn't listen well enough. He didn't yeah. listen. <clears throat> that, that, that's true. So, so That's Joe, my diagnosis. Joe, are you ready for the truth? Yeah. I'm not sure you can handle the jo- Joe. Can you handle the truth? I can't handle the truth. Are you are you ready for the truth? No. Clay, can you handle the truth? <laughs> I hope so. All right, so here, here's where we're at. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to create a funnel. And I need you, in order to influence and persuade people, to find common ground initially with your prospect. The sky is, in fact, blue, or perhaps it's gray. We agree on that common ground. I need you to give your prospects something of value, reciprocity. I have given you something free in a society that gives nothing for free. I need that to be an I need that to be an authentic thing. That's there's no BS around what I give you. I need to provide Joe social proof, third party proof that I'm the real deal here. It's valuable. I need to create an environment where, look, Clay, at the end of the day, everybody can't talk to you tomorrow at three o'clock about their problems with their small business. I, I need to create an environment of scarcity around me and my value proposition. I can't do business with everybody at the end of the day. And if I'm able to do those things, then I'm able to convert someone into a prospect into someone who is now a client of mine. And Joe Watkins, Clay Cuts, that's where I land on today's conversation. Well, I like it. Uh, I think that's a, a big truth. Clay, in, in, in 15 seconds, what's your final big truth? The final big truth is in all relationships, Make every effort to show up authentically and look for win, win, wins. I love it. I'm with you. Guys, uh, thanks for listening to the big truths of small business. We are sponsored by Yes, I Rent Property Management. Thank you for Clay Cuts joining in on the conversation today with uh, Square Pug Counseling. And we are out. We got the truth. We got the truth, we got the truth of small business. We got the truth, we got the truth, we got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent Property Management. 
place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your priorities and account for it. Truth. We got the truth. We try to bring it. We got the truth. We got the big truth. A small business sponsored by SIREN. Thanks for listening today, guys.